You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Okay, welcome back to the 32 Fans Podcast. I am here, as usual. Alex Chester, he is missing. He is MIA. We split up the episodes, and sometimes I'm not here. Sometimes we're here. Sometimes both of us. I don't know. But we don't have two hosts, but we do have two guests today, which I'm very excited about. We've had a lot of different Panthers guests on over the years, but I'm psyched to have both hosts of the Meow Mix Panthers podcast. Uh, for the 28th ranked Carolina Panthers, we have Stephen Costner and Jerry Dempster, the two co-hosts of that podcast. Guys, welcome aboard. Thanks for coming on. Hey, we appreciate it, Akiva. Thanks uh, thanks for having us. Love the podcast, and we're excited to be here. Yeah, uh, there's yeah. a lot there, There's a lot to talk about, Jerry, with, uh, with, with the Panthers. I, we're about to, as we record this, we're about to uh, reach the first preseason games. What would the two of you say, like, the overall state of the Panthers is in terms of, like, you just traded for a quarterback? Like, wh- what's the what's sort of, like, the general vibe in Panthers world right now? Limbo? Is that a good vibe? Because half the Panther fans just want Matt Rule fired immediately. Other fans believe that with the signing of Baker Mayfield, their playoff potential. So it's a give and take. The roster itself is actually pretty solid. But the quarterback position is a big, big question mark. Well, yeah, yeah limbo, we... limbo uh, yeah. is is I guess not the word you want to hear. Like if you were Rams fans, you'd be like, <laughs> so <laughs> what, what were you going to say, Stephen? I was just going to say, you know, cautious, cautiously optimistic. Uh, maybe <laughs> there's also a lot of fans that that just want to tank the season for. You know, as Jerry mentioned, Matt Rule uh, to be gone uh, for a high draft pick for you know quarterback. So there, it's uh, it's kind of chaotic in Panthers fandom these days. So I'm a Jets fan, and Jets fans overwhelmingly wanted the Jets to hire Matt Rule. They basically mm-hmm. did agree to him, and then the Jets insanely did not let him pick his offensive coordinator, and he smartly decided to go to the team with the richest owner in the league uh, <laughs> instead of uh, Woody Johnson, who was pinching pennies, but. So I'm kind of shocked, and I've been wrong about coaches. I thought Adam Gase would be like a superstar with Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, I was out on him by the time he came to the Jets, but I've been wrong on on young coaches before. But I thought Rule was like an automatic, like bare minimum, they'd be a solid team. Is well, it is it irreparable? I want to ask the two of you. Is it? Are you both out on Rule? And if so, why? What other than like the the fact that the team is bad? 
But here's the secret. Like, your quarterback was Sam Darnold. Like, I've also rooted for a team with Sam Darnold. You know, that like, how many games he's supposed to win? I don't know how many games <laughs> he was. It's not like you guys have, you know, Aaron Rodgers back there. So is it irreparable? Are you both completely out on rule? Go ahead, Jerry. You go first. I don't think I'm completely out. I am more a foot out the door. Uh one thing that the Jets did that was smart was not let him hire the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. He made a bad hire in Joe Brady and the special teams coordinator as they're both gone already. And they were kind of, you know, the sacrifice for the horrible season. And he hired way too many college coaches. That being said, hopefully he could turn around because last year he had horrible in-game uh, adjustments and the Panthers actually lost 10 games last year that they led in the first half. Yeah. Uh, and I would just add to that, you know, Matt rule, he hasn't had the easiest go as coach of the Panthers. You know, his year one was COVID, right? No mm-hmm. off season, mm-hmm. uh, not a lot of practices with the full team. Couldn't meet with the whole team uh, masks everywhere. I mean, you know, that was a tough season uh, last season. We dealt with a lot of injuries, you know, on the offensive line and uh, Sam Darnold as the quarterback, as you mentioned. So this is year three for Matt Rule. Year three for Matt Rule, historically, when he's been in college, has always been the year where he's taken the team to the next level. So I wouldn't say that I'm completely out. But if this year with the improvements the Panthers have made to the roster, the new coaching staff, almost complete overhaul, if it doesn't work, then I'm out. And I think most Panthers fans would agree. Oh yeah, I mean he has to, he has to make the playoffs in my my dis- idea to keep his job. Yeah, it's funny that you root against him like tank for the coach. Like, mm-hmm. well, if you're good, then maybe he's a good coach. So I guess like right. we'll get our answer or at least more of it this year. For people wondering, the OC Ben McAdoo. We have a lot of New York listeners. Mm-hmm. I think they're, uh, you know, people have their own opinion on McAdoo. McAdoo was a competent enough OC. I guess, to get the Giants job, right? He was the Giants OC for two years. But that's the only time he's ever been a coordinator before. He was their coach for two years. He was out of the league for two years. He got uh, he had one year as the Jaguars QB coach before they brought in Urban Meyer. He was just in the front office for the Cowboys last year. So I think if he was like the world's biggest uh, offensive genius, probably someone would have given him a gig at some point, you know, more than like once in the last five years, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, but... Did McAdoo lose his job with the Giants because of the Eli Manning thing? I mean, was he that bad of a head coach? Otherwise, he was bad. He was bad. Yeah. I think. I think it's not a great sign. I mean, he's a young man still. He's only forty-five. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not a great sign. Not that the Giants have been, you know, gangbusters in the post-McAdoo era. To be fair, right. But I think like if there's nobody in the league, a it's like relationships. Like, how come nobody there is? Because uh, he's calling the plays, McAdoo, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. So it's like, how come there's nobody in the league who's like at least giving him a, a QB coach uh, job or one of those like fake, you know, assistant head coach jobs. So I'd be a little concerned. And I also think and I've dealt with this as a team that's basically been in flux for like a decade for a decade plus. It's hard to get good assistance when a coach is a dead man walking. Right. And rules exactly near the, near the top. Yep. So no one worth their salt is going to go, you know, on think of it as any company, right? Like you're not going to join a sinking ship if Google's offering you a, a position. So that I, I, I'd be a little nervous about that too. And when we hired Ben McAdoo, that's exactly what he was the best option that would be willing to come here. Mm-hmm. I mean, that wasn't from the college ranks because mm-hmm. Matt rule loved the college guys and kept bringing them up. And call it former college players. 
I don't think he's incompetent, McAdoo, but it's not a great sign. It, the fact that he was out of the league, basically, and it's not an amazing sign. Uh, all right. We could talk about the coaches all day, but I wanted to talk about Baker. So the QB room, Baker Mayfield, Darnold, who was the quarterback last year, Matt Coral from Ole Miss. First of all, is Baker 100 percent the starter? I, I know when they traded for him, like, well, it's like a little bit of an open competition. Is Baker definitely starting? Have you seen anything you like from Baker or don't like from Baker so far in camp? Yeah, we would say, I mean, I think Baker has to be the starter. I mean, he's he's obviously the most talented NFL ready quarterback on the team. You know, you could say Matt Corral maybe has more innate talent, but we haven't really seen it yet. So I think Baker has to be the starter. I mean, how could he not be with the Cleveland Browns as week one opponent? I mean, it it just the storyline is perfect. Uh, Jerry and I actually went down to training camp last week and kind of got an eye on everybody in person. And I mean, he looked good. He's obviously only been with the team for a few weeks now, so he's still learning the playbook, still getting his timing down and everything. But the fact that it's a close competition with Darnold, who's been in the offense, has seen the playbook for you know much longer than Darnold, has the timing down with the receivers, and it's still looking like Mayfield is already better, I think that's a bad sign for Sam. Yeah. And well, look, yeah, there are no good signs for Sam. He's bad. Right. <laughs> he yeah, bad. Sam Darnold is an awful quarterback. I mean, <laughs> I thought he was bad coming from the Jets, but I held out hope that it was Adam Gase. And right about halfway through the season, he was obviously the worst Panthers starting quarterback of all time that was a consistent starter. Like he just worse does than Wanky. Yes. Oh wow. <laughs> we did it. We did a podcast where we we ranked all the uh the quarterbacks. The worst quarterbacks. In oh, Sam was I'll, the worst. Send yeah. me the link. I want to. I'll listen to <laughs> <Okay>. that. <laughs> Jimmy Clausen came in second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Darnold had like five weeks where people were really talking him up, and I, I w- was watching the games pretty closely as a as a Jets fan. Like, you could tell who was smoking mirrors. Like, yes, he was re- running the ball nicely. Uh, he did make a couple plays, but the, you know, a those were kind of fluky wins. Some of them, and mm-hmm. and at least on his end, like they were. It was true smoke and mirrors. It was unbelievably unsustainable and in fact it did not sustain yeah yeah, um, yeah i mean we, we you know we started out three and oh last year uh, McCaffrey got hurt in the third game the offense tanked after that but you're right you know we we had a podcast after the three and oh and we were like how do we feel about this team we're not 100 percent sure that this is real and it, you know they won two games the rest of the season so it, it obviously wasn't real yeah yeah, that, I, that week yeah. three game hurt us a lot we lost christian McCaffrey and jc horn and mm-hmm. both those players are huge for the offense and defense. Yeah, so you lose four straight after that. Like you said, you win you, so you win two of the next three and basically you have not won a game since before Thanksgiving last year. Yeah. Uh 5 and 5 to to 5 and 12. Um and that's and that, and, and 5 and 5 is when the, the Cam era started if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I think that's when they signed him, yeah. Cam um, 2 might if if it was a Cam separate two. person, Cam 2 might be the <laughs> You know, yeah. in the in the bottom five or six of the uh, all time Panthers quarterbacks, I'm trying to hey, think. The Arizona now. game was great for us, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Delone was horrible by the end. I'm trying. Mm-hmm. I feel like they've had some. No, who they had someone start two years ago who was like abysmal, but only started once. Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, we had, no, no, well, Teddy's we, fine. We, come on, we had Teddy. He was fine. We had Kyle Allen. We had no. I'm thinking um, of somebody. It'll come to me after. But they they had someone who's truly horrific. I feel like start one game for them. Oh, well, yeah, when when we did that, 
they had to be a consistent starter. That's a big right. Thing. I understand. I do. understand. Randy Fasani played one, started one game. The immortal Randy Fasani. <laughs> yeah. So ah, PJ Walker is who was I was thinking of, but PJ oh, Walker. PJ was... Walker. He's the only undefeated quarterback on the roster. He's two and zero, oh, and his two. <laughs> All right, he's still on the team. Right. <laughs> he is. He is. Unless you're, I mean, do you think Donald makes the? Oh, Will Greer, the the TikTok guy's brother. Oh yeah, yeah. He's oh, been yeah, Greer. Yeah. He was bad. He was bad. Um, does do you think Dar- there's a chance Donald doesn't make the roster because you have four, ex- three experienced quarterbacks and obviously Carl's going to make it. So, uh, is it, do you think there? Because it looks to me, I mean, a lot of teams first of all only keep two. Second of all, you do have Walker as an experienced sort of practice squad third guy in in theory. Do you think he might not make the team? No, I think he makes a team. I think the only way that he doesn't is if he gets traded. Scott Fitter, the GM, has already pretty much said that. You think there's a big market for him? Quarterbacks? No, there's absolutely none. <laughs> no market. Because fans like to say, like, well, if we trade him, like, okay, but are you going to like blind? Like, are you tricking the other team? Are you telling them that it's that it's? Dark? I mean, like, it would have to be where we eat like ninety-five percent of his cap hit. Yeah, it's and tough to get, do in the like NFL, a Coke though. machine back. So, yeah, yeah it would have to be a very similar deal to what how we got Baker. Uh, where you know the Browns ate a lot of his contract. Right. Baker gave up some of his deal, that, and that we Osweiler you know, got... deal. If you remember the Osweiler yeah. trade, yeah, yeah they, but they got a second round pick. They got a second round pick. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think Darnold's contract's not as big as Brock's even was then, and especially yeah. when every every QB making thirty five million basically. Yeah. Um, wh- what about Coral? So Coral, I really liked him in college. Twenty twenty, he basically goes toe to toe with Alabama himself. Uh, he really put up some impressive numbers, and and and. Any time you look, they were just like flinging the ball down the field. They were giving up 50 points, but they were scoring 48 or 51. So has he shown anything that makes you think he might be the QB of the future? He has a really great quick release, and his accuracy is pinpoint. That being said, he came from an offense that just doesn't translate to the NFL right away. So they're really hoping he sits this year and kind of learns, you know, the offense, learns from Ben McAdoo, and then hopefully next year take over. We'll yeah, see. He's, in a, he's in a good position. You know, yeah, he's, we'll he's, see he's if got that a good works option. out. Yeah, he, he's um he hasn't had a lot of run, unfortunately. They haven't given him a lot of uh time to play with anybody but the fourth string, essentially. Uh, you know, PJ Walker is listed ahead of him in the depth. So they, chart. so he's really they're really bringing him up slowly, you're yeah, saying. Very slow. Yeah, interesting. Um, all right, so looking at the offensive weapons for a second, I honestly think. I don't even think there's such a hot take. I think DJ Moore is one of the most underrated players in the league because mm-hmm. you look mm-hmm. at guys who are saddled in bad QB situations and they just, you know, you see the same like 52 catches, 750 yards. Like mm-hmm. the fact that Moore is basically a thousand yard receiver on this team to me says that if if he was in Kansas City, if he randomly went to Green Bay this year, he'd be, you know, uh, you know, a top six, top eight receiver without question. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a legit number one. And yeah, so Moore obviously is your top guy. Robbie Anderson, who I have a lot of experience with. Uh, he, listen, he's incredibly talented. There's a reason why he was undrafted, despite the fact that he like runs a four three forty and can actually catch the ball. He's a difficult guy. Um, he demanded the trade when they got Baker, which to me was insane because <laughs> Baker is objectively better than Darnold. Like mm-hmm. I don't, and I and and because he's a little bit of a head case, there's no one's giving up like a huge you know, an early um, people will trade for him, but nobody's giving up. Uh, he's too risky, I think. Right. Like, it, has that settled itself? Like he sort of asked for a trade. and I haven't heard a word about that since then. He's he said that he was just uh, basically trying to have his quarterbacks back. Right. Because because what he said was basically 
you know, no, when the rumors came out that the Panthers may trade for Baker. Um, so he didn't necessarily request a trade, uh, you know, formally, at least. But that's pretty weird. The, the no it, it is weird. It is weird. But that's Robbie. Right. I mean, yeah, go he read said Robbie's Twitter. Things. It's, it's said very weird. strange. Yeah. <laughs> Google the uh, Florida police report. He said stranger yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah. I was going to say Robbie's our number two, but really Terrace Marshall Jr. was our second round pick last year coming out of LSU. Mm-hmm. He didn't get much playing time last year. He he got playing time, but he didn't see the ball a lot, mostly because Sam Darnold ran for his life and threw the ball to the wrong col- team. But he's a guy to watch to maybe, at least I'm hoping he takes over that role from Robbie because Robbie has a ceiling and that's 800 to 1,000 yards tops. In my he's never he's never had a thousand yard season, Robbie. Yeah, he did. Uh, he Here in Carolina, his first, he did. His first oh, really? With the Panthers. Yep. With mm-hmm. t- uh, with um, Bridgewater. Bridgewater. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we're thinking that with Baker, you know, maybe that unlocks his thousand yard potential again. Um, uh, it's got to be better than what he had with Sam last year. But last year was a bad year for Robbie. Every time we do any sort of fake trades or anything, or, you know, we think up ways that we could get you know, like Roquan Smith or someone, it's always, well, we'll throw Robbie in the trade as well, yeah. you know, just to get his, <laughs> his number off the books. Yeah. So I think the receiver room is, is, uh, at, at bare minimum average, probably above mm-hmm. average. Um, anything to say about the tight ends, Ian Thomas, Tommy Tremble, rookie last year. Uh, I don't have anything positive to say about the tight ends. Okay. Jerry. Yeah. That's not a Jerry. May. I, I was going to say, the tight end room is a big question mark. They have been playing under a Joe Brady offense that didn't really utilize the tight end except for blocking. So we'll see if they have anything. I think Tommy Trimble has a lot more upside than Ian Thomas, but they paid Ian Thomas top, not top money, middle, middle starting tight end money. So we'll see more what they, they have, have in them. No. Yeah. All right. A couple quick, quick hits here. All right. Mm-hmm. Best player on the team, in my opinion. Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey plays X games this year. How many games do you think he plays? 17. Okay. 17. <laughs> 17. I'm All hoping. Right. Perfect. Why not? Perfect. <laughs> um, obviously, it's a different team with McCaffrey. Not a lot of not a lot of new ground covered there. Um, all right. And now the pan now fill this in. The Panthers have a great above average, average, below average, horrible offensive line. Which of those five would you pick? <sighs> that's it's tough. I mean, if you were last year, it would be terrible. Um, this year, they've put a lot of money and draft pick draft capital into the offensive line. Um, we're hoping that it's above average. I think that's at least that's where we're hoping they start out and they end up better than that. But uh, we've liked what we've seen so far from them. Yeah. Fingers crossed above average. I mean, it looks a lot better on paper than last mm-hmm. year. I mean, you, you're a Jets fan. You know, had Elfline. So... Right, yeah. I mean, if Elfline, Elfline's not starting, is he? Well, he did last year, but not this year. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got a guy, Michael Jordan. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that was fun when that happened. I do think <laughs> Equino, it's like people, sometimes like the left tackle is not the sexy pick when you're picking. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is our one reward for being horrible last year. But like as a fan of a team who picked a guy in, you know, the top 12, a left tackle, and it, even though he maybe had talent, it's just not, ultimately hasn't worked out with Mackay Becton because he can't stay on the field. Mm-hmm. It, it, You know, the Jets strongly considered taking a Kwanu or Neal and didn't because they liked Sauce Gardner at four. And I'd say even though Sauce Gardner's looked excellent so far in mm-hmm. training camp, I, I, you almost think like if I was, a, you know, as a Jets fan, I would kill to have a Kwanu now because we don't really have a second tackle. So 
jealous of that. I think Taylor <laughs> Moten is one of the more underrated linemen mm-hmm. in the league, right at right mm-hmm. tackle, solid player. Yeah. Uh, Corbett's not a bad player, the guy from the Rams. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So can't tell you much about the center, Bradley Bozeman or Michael Jordan, but uh, um, yeah, Bozeman, Bozeman came from. Go ahead. Uh, Bradley Bozeman came from Baltimore. He was a center last year, starting center, and he PFF graded out uh, top, not top, but, you know, top 10 or so. And then you say Michael Jordan's left guard. That's the current depth chart, but everybody expects uh, Brady Christensen to take over at left guard, who was a third-round pick, fourth-round pick last year, and played pretty good at left tackle when he finally got a chance. Again, Matt Rule refused to play him until – you know, last four games of the season. So you couldn't really get a good look at them. All right, let's move over to the defense, gentlemen. Mm -hmm. I think so. The Panthers were middle of the middle of the pack last year. They averaged um, a little more than two sacks a game. I think they had 39 sacks. There's not a lot of quote unquote star power. JC Horn, of course, first round pick. Maybe that's a name people would know. But, uh, you know, the casual fan would not recognize a ton of these names. They do have some good underrated players on the defense. But um, who do you who? I guess my first question is, who is the best player on the Panthers defense? I'll ask both of you. Uh, Brian Burns, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's yeah. he's probably the the one you would point out as like the star of the defense. Um, I think he he made the Pro Bowl last year, right, Jerry? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we lost um, um, Hassan Reddick. Was- Mm-hmm. who was on the other side of the line. Um, so, you know, the the defensive line is a bit of a question mark. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Brian Burns, is he's a star. Yeah, I've seen people predict a breakout year for him. He had nine mm-hmm. sacks uh, two years ago and nine sacks yeah. last year. So, you know, maybe we get double digits. Maybe we get an all-pro type season. I have seen some smart people predict that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Derek Brown was a very high pick, if I'm not mistaken, a couple years ago. How has Seven. he been playing? Uh, he's been a little bit underwhelming. Uh, he's been playing well, but not not top 10 pick worthy. Um, he's a guy that, you know, they're expecting a breakout year from. Uh, we have to see it, though. I mean, it's hard to tell during training camp if he's going to have it, considering, you know, they're mm-hmm. going to get pads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not yeah. a guy that's going to get to the quarterback a lot, uh, but he's a big, big guy, big space filler. So we're hoping to see improvement from him. If he's a third round pick, we'd be thrilled with how he's playing. But right. the seventh overall pick, you know, he could be better. I think at the, I think we've like as a as a football people, we've like people have realized more every year, like picking the defensive tackle who's not like a classic mm-hmm. pass rusher. I mean, first of all, those guys like only play like fifty five percent of the snaps to begin with. It's just not it's like it's I mean, it's sort of like running back safety. It's just not ultimately a premium position. That being said, like the best player in the entire NFL is a defensive tackle who was yeah. maybe not always considered. So, you know, you, you sometimes right. you sometimes you hit on that. But but a lot of times you get Jets have one too. Quinn Williams, really good player mm-hmm. picked very, you know, third, fourth in the draft. Um, But ultimately, if you're not a double digit sack guy, then, uh, you know, your value is is limited. And, and those guys are so big now that they. You know, most of them, other than Aaron Donald, most of them really are not playing more than like 60 percent of the snaps, whereas a receiver can play every every snap. Um, So is there what spot gives you the most concern on the defense? I see in the depth chart, I'm looking at Frankie Louvu, who I know from the Jets mm-hmm. was like sort of, you know, 53rd guy on the roster for a couple of years for them. Like, is there is the linebackers an issue? Like, where where are you most nervous about on the defense? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we just had a podcast today where we were begging the Panthers to go after Roquan Smith because linebacker is the position on the defense, especially. And, and really there's a probably the whole team, roster. right? Yeah. So, so uh, Roquan would yeah. play middle linebacker for you? Correct. Yeah. Okay. 
um, which would really bolster. I mean, that would make us feel a lot better about the linebacker core. But yeah, I mean, you're looking at our linebacker core right now, middle linebacker, Damian Wilson, who's an okay player, but first year in this team. And then Kamal Martin, Isaiah Graham Mobley is his backups. Like we don't even know really who those people are. So it's uh it's not a very deep position. Um, Shaq Thompson, kind of the star of the linebacking core, but is he really a star? He hasn't really shown it. He's a good player, but I don't know. Jerry, would you agree? Yeah, I agree. Shaq is, I think Shaq is on the outside looking in of a Pro Bowl bid, but other than that, there's no real, Corey Littleton and Damian <laughs> Wilson, the only guy I I have real high hopes for is Brandon Smith, and he was a fourth-round pick. Mm-hmm. He has all the measurables, but couldn't put it together to Penn State. So hopefully he can put it together here. But you know, By the way, we love picks are... Oh, yeah, right. sorry. We're huge he's a special teams player, I think, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> he made the Pro no, Bowl. Not... He's the only only All-Pro vote on our team last year was Frankie Luba as a special team. What, special teams? Yeah, he was a good yeah. special teams player. But he um, played a lot of actual linebacker last year and really made big impact plays when he was out there, yeah. where he would get to the quarterback. He was breaking up passes. He was making big plays on third down. Mm-hmm. All right, let's play a quick game we like to call the roster game. Will one of you pick a number between zero and 100? Four. Okay, four. All right, what do you know about Spencer Brown? Oh, Jesus. He's a practice squad running back for this team. Uh-huh. Okay. Listen, the game doesn't always pay <laughs> That's off. That's it. <laughs> uh, fun name, by the way. You got Charleston Rambo. People remember him from mm-hmm. college. I don't know if he's going to make the mm-hmm. team, but that's fun to say. Charleston Rambo. Yeah. Uh, the wide receiver core is pretty deep, and he yeah. hasn't shown out in training camp. He's probably not going to make you it. Could have a Rambo. Be... You could wear a Rambo jersey if he makes the team, though. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, Andre Roberts, who was one of the better kick returners in the league for a while, mm-hmm. he's here. Yep. Um, let's do, let's do the schedule game, okay? Let's. Well, we might have to go through it quickly, but let's let's play the schedule game because the schedule is kind of interesting for Carolina. You start mm-hmm. off with Cleveland, which we're recording this today is August tenth, so a month and a day before the season starts. We've talked about this on a few other podcasts. I think Deshaun Watson might play in that game because. I think the NFL is going to come down and suspend, you know, Goodell's guy is going to suspend him for, let's say, a year. And then he's going to take him to federal court. And I don't know if that'll be settled by and my coast is an attorney. So maybe he'd tell me I'm an idiot, but he's not here right now. But, you know, I, I, I think there's a better chance than people realize that Watson plays in week one, which we also play him at the beginning of the year. So I'm happy if he just gets the six or the eight or I mean, I want him to never play again. Yeah. But um, yeah, same. But, you know, I don't I I don't want to spend too much time on Watson, but yeah, I think it it would be a mistake for him to, you know, risk actually playing this whole season because he only makes a million dollars this season. Yeah. Yeah. So the the Cleveland sort of incentivized him to miss if he's going to miss time to miss it this season. Yes. Um, But yeah, you know, that's a possibility. I saw Mike Florio saying that since their side, since Watson's side did not appeal the six game suspension that that's locked in, that he's he's out for the first six games and the appeal would just be from week seven on, uh, okay. depending all on right. what the NFL So maybe gives. maybe I'm wrong, but anyway. So, all right, Watson, no Watson. Let's mm-hmm. assume none. Week one at home, that's not a bad... I mean, obviously, you, you the Baker storyline is the big storyline, but that's not a bad uh, spot for a week one game. Win or loss? Win. I, I'm hoping win. 
Uh, the run game gives me fear because the Panthers' run defense was the weakness of the defense last year. Mm-hmm. And um, with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, that's a that's a dangerous backfield. Right. And you guys have to agree because other it would be too complicated. <laughs> oh, the, yes, win. 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 I'll, okay. I'll go win. Yeah. You're, so if one of you has win loss, you you actually have to fight. Um, okay. So okay. next week at the Giants, really not a bad start to the season. One of the weaker mm-hmm. teams in the league. We got Baker Mayfield. We got Daniel Jones. What do you think? Win. I, I think they're two and zero. Oh. Yeah, Daniel wow, Jones okay. is not a good quarterback. Could be. Have. So now, do they go three and zero oh for the third for the second straight year? Their ho- three straight home games. For their first five at home, interesting schedule. New Orleans, Arizona, and San Francisco with the Saints. Do they go three and out, Carolina? I, I say yes. I, I think that they will go three and out. I, I'll go yes because we have to agree. I think this game is going to be a very good measuring stick <laughs> yeah. Yeah. on both of these teams. Because it is, we haven't talked really about the division, but outside mm-hmm. Tampa Bay, which is excellent, but also has a 45 year old quarterback, you never know when mm-hmm. that ends. Um, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's never been this open. Ryan's gone and he wasn't good last year. Yep. And, uh, yeah, Jameis in New and, Orleans, you know, Jameis kind of sneakily played really well last yep. year, but a, he's got to stay on the field and be who, you know, it's that team is, is interesting. So it is, uh, maybe second, second best team in division is, is an open race. All right. Hosting Arizona. Do you go to four? No. That's a tough one. We loss. always, we yeah, we always play well against Arizona, but I don't see us going four and zero. So yeah, I'll go yeah, I think I think we beat Kyler Murray both times we've already played them. So, but mm-hmm. with that being said, yeah, I think this is a loss. Yeah. Uh the Niners, loss, loss. All right, so you're three and two. Mm-hmm. Then you go at this. Now it gets a little rough at yeah. the Rams. Win. Loss. I'm joking. Loss. <laughs> loss. <laughs> okay. And then you host Tampa. Loss. Loss. All right, three and four. Uh, uh, A weird schedule here also. You play the Falcons two out of three weeks. So at Atlanta. Win. Win. Okay, four and four. At Cincy. Loss. Yeah, probably loss. And then you host the Falcons again. Uh, Win. And that's 10 days because it's Sunday night football then Thursday night. So it's 10 days. You know, if you love Falcons Panthers, one of, you know. (laughs) Hey, and that will be the new black helmet that the Panthers released that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that is, and, that, and that's your only primetime game. That game is on uh, is on Amazon. Yep. Um, yep. All right. So that's a win. So you're five and five at Baltimore. Ten days. Loss. I think maybe win. Um, I'm just not. If you split it, I'll pick it. OK, OK. I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying loss because <laughs> yeah. yeah. right now yeah. you're probably like a yeah. nine and a half point underdog in that game. Yeah. Yeah, um, I was gonna say Baltimore's really good. Baltimore's good. That's a road game. That's tough. And then hosting Denver, you're five and six. You really need this to stay in the playoff race. I say win just because okay. I hate Russell Wilson, and mm-hmm. I think they're getting way too much love for just bringing him in. I think they have a decent roster, but not that great. I think that that's a good team. I'm gonna say loss and make Akiva choose. No, I'll choose. I'll, I'll pick win. I'll go win six and six. I don't have a problem. Okay. Uh, and then you have the December bye which uh, is maybe a product of the new schedule. So then you go to Seattle on two weeks rest. Win. That's a win. Okay. What's the team's win total off the top of your head? Is it, isn't it it like six and a half or something? Uh, they're over under, I think, is it? I think when, with the Baker trade, it went up to seven. Went seven up to seven. Okay. So yeah. we're about, we're going to hit the over. So seven and six after beating Seattle, hosting Pittsburgh. I'm saying win again. Oh my. Not, I mean, you, they, you know, they're starting, they're starting picket. So. Are you, Jerry, are you, 
I'll go win just because Pittsburgh really makes me curious this year, and I don't know what's coming out at them, offensively at least. All right, Jerry. So you got uh, what's that now? Eight and eight and six. Six. I mean, you're this is like a team in the in the playoffs with three weeks to go, hosting Detroit. I think that's a win. Yeah, it's really a soft schedule. It. I'll give you that. It's a very soft schedule. It's it's got a tough middle, but it's got a nice. uh, There are some very hard games. The bread is nice. There's not a middle class really into the schedule. It's really there's some really bad teams. Um. All right. So nine and six at Tampa. I assume you're going to say loss. Loss. Yep. And then uh, uh and then... win. Tom Brady's going AARP that, that week. Okay. <laughs> fine. But I'm going to say loss. <laughs> I'm, loss. I'm, jo- yeah. I'm joking. Okay. Loss. So now nine and seven. I, I'll say ten and seven with seven teams. You almost always make the playoffs. So this is probably for a playoff spot at New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Let's say they're also nine and seven. Mm-hmm. Winner makes the playoffs. Loser. Loser goes home. It's a good game. Yeah. What do you think? Well, with I, that option, I'm saying win, but I would say loss otherwise. I think loss, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've I think already we've, given them. We've given yeah. them a lot of props. I'm going to go yeah. loss. Not listen, nine and eight. I don't know if you'll sign for it. It's another year of no playoffs. Now, how about this? You go nine and eight. Does Rule keep his job? You miss the playoffs at nine and eight. No, I think he's. I think he's gone. You agree, too. Well, here's yeah, the problem. I, do. I mean, you have a you have a win total of seven. Mm-hmm. He's gonna outperform it by two games and get fired. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.